To second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and has only rode a motorcycle once. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who you will never find on a motorcycle. And today we are giving a second chance to 2007's Ghost Rider. This is it. We took a suggestion. From you, the audience, because another Marvel movie is dropping, Thor Love and Thunder, we decided to visit one of the suggestions that our audience has said. Shout out to Manny. He suggested Ghost Rider. If you have any movie suggestions, we do listen to the fans. That's right. We are going to rewatch movies, even Ghost Rider. Hey, we watched Geely because someone asked us to. We will watch whatever you want us to watch. The bar is pretty low. Before we get started on this episode and talking about Nicolas Cage and Ghost Rider, let's talk about some things that we recently had our first chances with. Joe, what are some new things you've watched recently? All right, this week, I attacked the library viciously for some new DVDs. I finally got around to watching House of Gucci and... Red Rocket. Oh, okay. So both were, you know, big last year. I know, like, a lot of people wanted Red Rocket to be up for awards, but it wasn't. And Gucci, I believe, was, but everyone was like, it shouldn't really have been. So what were your thoughts? I thought almost exactly those things. So House of Gucci is one of those things that I'm so surprised um, got the attention it did. House of Gucci is just really boring there's not much of substance that i'm like i'm not intrigued interested in all what's happening it just falls really flat for me i haven't seen house of gucci yet but i'm aware of the case like i know all the details and the story of the case itself is bonkers like it's a fascinating and really weird story so i'm so surprised to hear that like the movie that it's based on didn't portray it like that it's it's weird because both last duel and gucci have like it's about as far as i know from last duel it's about real events that happened taking over over time like there's time progression in each movie but one is done super well and the other one is done super poorly the wife and i could not keep track of like wait are they married now? Are they not married? Is he in the business? Does he want to keep being in the business? Um, she's giving him like, hey, you should do this. And he's like, nah, that's stupid. Leaves her and then, yeah, I'm doing those things. I was, there was there was meat and potatoes that could be there that just weren't. And I, ugh. And everyone is doing really goofy accents. If you have the thoughts of like, hey, I should watch House of Gucci, stop yourself, go watch The Last Duel, because that's something that stuck with me for like a week or so. I'm so surprised that that 
is the one that didn't get the attention because that was that was like my top five for the year. Red Rocket. Oh my goodness! Um, if you've seen any other Sean Baker movies, um, same vibe. He really focuses on character and like setting, and that movie is crazy to me because that's where um, I believe my mom is born in the city where Red Rocket takes place. Wow. And the wife and I were just there for my grandfather's 90th birthday. We drove through, so I'm very familiar with that area. The subject matter is one that's like, ugh. I'm not, like, rooting for the character, but Simon Rex is just such, like, so endearing, and, like, you just want to, like, root for the guy. it's, It's mixed feelings throughout the entire thing, and I love that. Um... He's definitely someone I think should have been nominated for the Oscar. And after seeing the results, I think he's the one that should have gotten the Oscar. The only other thing I know him from is Scary Movie 3. Yep. And the fact that he's in Red Rocket giving us this performance, I just really like it. He's brave. He's doing it. Who won Best Actor? Will Smith. Oh, God, that's right. (laughs) It was like one of the biggest stories that... Took over everything. Definitely forgot he won. That's not why I was talking about him, that's for sure. Well, I have also watched some new stuff too, one of which being Abbott Elementary. Finally started watching it. Hell yeah. It is so just like nice. Like it's so funny and sweet and just like a nice like energy that I could use sometimes in my life. So I really like it. I see why it's definitely like the most talked about show of last year because it's 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 wonderful. It really is. It's nice to just see something that's so funny and not super cynical as well. I really enjoy that aspect to it. And then relevant to our conversation today, one of the things I watched recently was actually Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I don't want to get too much into the plot because it is very new and maybe a lot of people are still waiting to see it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think so far out of what I've seen from Phase 4, it's my favorite personally. Does that include the shows? No, I'm just, no, just movies. That beats out No Way Home. Yeah, but I've never had an emotional attachment to Spider-Man like some. That's right, you hate so, Spider-Man. So, Thor's always been my favorite Avenger, even back in the day when his movies weren't too good. So, like, I, I like Thor a lot. It's just, like, a fun, exciting, good time. It has all sorts of emotional components into it that I wasn't expecting. And the first post credit scene... Wow, wow, wow. All right, guys. Ghost Rider. For those of you who do not remember the synopsis, when motorcycle rider Johnny Blaze sells his soul to the devil to save his father's life, he is transformed into the Ghost Rider, the devil's own bounty hunter, and is sent to hunt down sinners. Do you think that accurately describes this movie? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Except that last part. Here's the issue I have. I watched this movie last week. I have already forgotten. I agree that he made a deal with the devil. That goes south. He's supposed to be the devil's bounty hunter. But I don't really remember him tracking too many sinful people down. I don't remember him doing much bidding for the devil. I do not either at all. I remember him kind of being like, wait, that's what I'm supposed to do? Oh, But like... Uh, and some bad guys that like, come to him. And then we have another bad guy, Blackheart. Is that Wes Bentley? American Beauty's in this. 
And he's just sucking the soul out of everyone. Absorbs them and just dips. I'm like, okay, that's that's a weird power. Also, I made it a double feature. Not only did I watch Ghost Rider, I watched Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Wow. The sequel. The sequel that was made like eight years later. Oh, wow. Okay, you're going to have to fill us in on what that was like. I'm I'm very curious to hear that experience. Before we get into that, Joe, do you remember your first time with Ghost Rider? No. I watched it probably when it came on DVD. I did not care to see it in the theaters. I was like, okay, that's another... We were in our, getting in our superhero fatigue. We had seen, like, the Fantastic Fours. I think I watched both of those in the theater. Um, we had seen a lot of Spider-Man at this point. I was just kind of getting exhausted of Marvel ahead and like, I, I liked it, but I was like, okay, guys, I, I get it. This is, anyway, I probably saw it on DVD and I have not watched it since. This is also my second chance with it. I do remember also like seeing it on DVD as a kid and being like, this is cool just the excitement of the visuals at the time and all that kind of thing but like i also agree it didn't like stick with me at all it wasn't like one of those ones that i'd be like i gotta watch this again this was rad as hell i just remember as a kid being like cool flames woo since we've said our first chances with this movie let's hear what some other people had to say about their first time with ghost rider well let's kick it off with a positive because Hey, let's, let's show this movie some love. Yeah, let's be nice. Megan Bosham of World. This strange amalgamation of Texas Ranger lore, NASCAR bravado, and the devil and the Daniel Webster trickery keeps the campy fun revving just enough that you can't completely hate it. I do agree with that last part, that there is some weird sort of campy fun to it where I don't completely write it off and think it's the worst thing ever. Um, The vibes are interesting. Like, all those things she listed, it is sort of an amalgamation of a bunch of different things that, like, weirdly mesh together well, I guess. The wife watched this with me. And within the first minute, she turned to me glaring at me and said is this another western you've tricked me into seeing she does not like westerns and i being from texas i like my westerns and you know what she was not happy she was like this better not be a western i was like i don't it's not gonna be a western the whole time because it's nick cage doing stunt work on a bike so give it a second I actually really liked that they had mixed up the Western stuff. We just don't stay in that world, so I was sad, but she was very glad that we moved on. The opening is very different from, like, the rest of the movie entirely. Like, the vibe is different. Also super weird that we open with Sam Elliott's voiceover and not, like, our lead. Sam Elliott just right away is like, hey, you want to know what a ghostwriter is? Here you go. Boom. Here's the explanation of what you're about to see. Like, okay. He outran the devil himself. The wife laughed really hard at that. Sometimes the thing about legends is they're true. And I do like Sam Elliott's voice, but it's just like, this is bizarre as hell. It's too much narration that's not necessary from a character that's not the lead. All right. William Thomas with Empire Magazine said, A blockbuster that offers enough quirky pleasures to feel fresh and unpredictable. 
it's hard for me to judge it because I am living in 2022 where we've seen a lot of superhero movies. And this is this is the, the tail end of superhero before we get MCU. Right. The dark times. So I think that like as like not a super comic book fan, um, I do think that Ghostwriter in general is like fresh and interesting. And I think had this movie been like made nowadays, it could have been really special and unpredictable. But you're right, like it does fit in this weird sort of mold of like it doesn't feel unpredictable because I've seen the other superhero movies of that time and they're not gonna like go f- too far out of the box. Peter Bradshaw of Guardian. It's ridiculous, likable, and some pleasing reminders of the Blade movies. What a time capsule of a review. <laughs> Jan Stewart with Newsday. Surprised as I am to concede it, Ghost Rider smokes. Ugh, you were just... She was trying really hard for that pun. Luke Y. Thompson of E! Online. Seriously, people? If you're going to see a movie you know is about a biker with a flaming skull and magic chains, you forfeit the right to complain about how the plot isn't logical or realistic. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. I agree. I uh, Yeah, I know what I got into. This is a wild time. All bets are off, I guess. Well, that wraps up the positive reviews. There weren't that many anyway. Let's start shitting on Ghostwriter with some negative reviews. Ty Burr with the Boston Globe said, Ghostwriter is the kind of movie that's great stupid fun as long as someone else is buying the ticket. I like that plan. That's a fun take. Frank Sheck with Hollywood Reporter wrote, This comic book adaptation is likely to flame out fast. Scott Hoover of Hollywood.com The worst adaptation of a Marvel Comics hero yet. I don't know if he's wrong. Um, I think he is because I think... I mean, I don't... Again, I haven't seen most of the, these since the 2000s or earlier. I think I can guess them all. We'll start off with Howard the Duck. It's kind of an answer, but it's also not an answer. But that might be the number one. That might be a second chance movie soon, just saying. Maybe we gotta add it to the list. I mean, I have it on my shelf. I bought it intending to watch it for this podcast. We get all three Blade movies. We have, let's just say three X-Men movies. We have Hulk. We have Daredevil. We have three Spider-Man movies. I'm sure I'm missing one, but I, I think that's... Those are the ones that I remember. Is it the worst one of the bunch? It might be tied with Daredevil. I would want to revisit the Fantastic Fours. Because, like, I liked them when I was younger. But, like, I don't... I wonder how they compare to Ghost Rider. Oh, I'm sure they aged poorly. Yeah. And we have a little baby Captain America is a stretchy guy, right? Isn't he? Oh, so close. So close, Jessica. No, no, not stretchy guy. The other one. Fast guy? Fast guy. Yep. Yep. Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Woman. Fast guy and the thing. Yep. Human torch. Oh, okay. <laughs> flame on. He turns into flame. Okay, yeah. Now I remember. Okay. I think that's the first thing I knew Chris Evans from. And so watching Cap, I'm, I was like, oh man, he's the goofy ass dude from that. Plus he's goofy from... Um, Not another teen movie? 
Yep. I think my favorite Chris Evans early work, Cellular. <gasps> cellular? I also really liked... What's the one where they, like, steal... It's him and Scarlett Johansson are in it. Perfect and they, score. The perfect score. Oh, like a, like a SAT heist movie. <laughs> what a time. All right. Mark Savlov with Austin Chronicle. Nicolas Cage is the film's only saving grace in a welter of cheesy, but accurate to the imagery of the Marvel series, special effects and dialogue. I don't think he's a saving grace to this movie. I don't think he's doing anything above and beyond. We've we've seen Cage go above and beyond. And this is not it. No, this is not it. Love the guy so much, but this is just kind of like, meh. It's very bland, Cage. This feels like a paycheck movie. Definitely, and that's okay. It's sad because I think he really wanted to be in a like Marvel or comic movie because I know he was about to be Superman. That's right. So he was really, you know, I'm sure he was really excited. Like, what role can I do? And I feel like this is one of those movies I think producers, whatever, were just like, oh, Cage wants to do it. Let's make it and we'll fit the script around him because I, I don't feel like he is the right actor for the story they're trying to tell. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, And I know it's one of those characters I think everyone wants to see pop up in a movie now and done it well. It sick now. The two big names that people, the fans have been like, yeah, I want him to be in it. Or Norman Reedus or Keanu. Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got only one last negative review. Okay. And I think it's the review of all reviews. Because it's our girl, Nell Minow. <gasps> What does Nell have to say about this movie? As you know, Nell's my favorite critic. Of course. It's our favorite critic here. Love her work. Nell Minow of Movie Mom. If Ghost Rider wanted to fetch something of value, he should have been out there looking for a better script. Ooh, sassy. Hell yes. God, I never disagree with Nell. Let's get into our second chance. Both of ours true second chance. Wow, it rarely happens. Yeah, it really does. Because I watch all these movies way too much. Let's get into our second chance with Ghost Rider. Right off the bat, this is the least Nick Cage's Cage movie I've ever watched. Yeah. I was expecting really over the top. And the only thing over the top is like his transformation into the Ghost Rider for the first time. And then from then on, it just, again, I think it's because we replace his face with a skull so we don't get to see Cage do what he does best. And it makes me sad. I agree. It's definitely just, like, not that his acting is necessarily bad. It's very bland, especially compared to, again, what we've seen from him. Um, I That's one thing that I was, like, looking forward to the most was now that I've seen a lot of his really interesting performances of recent years, like, what is Ghost Rider like to revisit? And yeah, I, I just gotta say, meh, like, uh, 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 not much. My sister and brother-in-law are huge Nick Cage fans. So much to the point that they own every, and when I mean every, I mean every Nicolas Cage movie on DVD. It's just, that is their library of movies. Um, I like to play a game and take a screenshot of the Cage movie I'm watching and send it to them. Name that Cage and see see if they can identify it. 
the image I used is when he's eating a um, martini glass full of jelly beans <laughs> in a cowboy hat. And I thought, why would they know what this is? This could be so many of his movies. She, within a second, she goes, oh, him in a martini glass of jelly beans? That's Ghost Rider, of course. Couldn't stump her. She knows that Cage too well. I do have to say, while we're on the topic of Cage, his hair in this movie is so wild. Like, whoever styled this weird-ass Caesar cut that's also shaggy, wild times. But, but, I will say his face is very nice and very sculpted. He's got very defined features. You can tell he definitely put a lot of time in the gym for this one. Good for him. He doesn't need to if he's wearing a leather fucking jacket. And his character's not, like, strong, just whips everyone with a chain. Yeah. And then sucks their soul out? I don't understand what's going on. They did a disservice by casting Nick Cage, because it should have been just a younger performer. Because whenever... Whoever we have cast as, like, adult, keep it that. Mm-hmm. Because the intro, that kid it plays, like, younger Johnny Blaze. It goes on for like 30 or 40 minutes. It goes on for way too long. And I thought, that's a prologue. That should be 10 minutes tops and we done. And yeah. I feel like the beginning part where we have younger him is just to really set up the relationship that comes later with Eva Mendez's character. Because like they're young and in love and blah, blah, blah. And, and establish he- how he becomes the ghostwriter. He made a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. And the devil did that fucking monkey paw bullshit where like... You know, oh yeah, your dad will be cured of cancer, but he's going to immediately die in a motorcycle accident. Right. You know what I wanted. I didn't want him to die. I didn't just not want cancer. Fuck you, piece of shit. 30 or 40 years later, the devil's like, yep, I want you now. What? What? You didn't need him for that long? You would have had his ass doing stuff for you the next day. I mean, he needs a bounty hunter. Why couldn't he start that soon? I thought the beginning was... is. Interesting to watch, but also felt, like, super out of place once we get to, like, present day. Let's get on to Cage. Yeah. Yeah, once Cage shows up, I'm like, we could have, we literally could have just started here and done flashbacks or something. Like, what, whatever. Or, like, have the throwaway line of my dad or whatever. Like, we didn't need all that. And the things that we did have foundation for in it, we could have done it in a very short amount of time. Shout out to uh, the actor who plays his dad, Brett Cullen, also in Lost. I just want to shout out to every Lost actor. They just they pop up everywhere, and I love that show. Speaking of, I do want to say that the cast is pretty wild for this movie. Just the the group of people we have. So we have Nick Cage, of course. We have Ava Mendez, sure. Sam Elliott, Wes Bentley. And then we have Peter Fonda playing the devil. He's listed on IMDb as, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, because uh, I think it's essentially Mephisto. Mephistopheles is what he's labeled as. But I believe he's Mephisto, which in the Marvel Universe is the devil. But I do like that they cast Peter Fonda because they brought him, I assume they cast him because he is... From Easy Rider, which is a big famous yeah. motorcycle movie. So it makes sense that we get him to do this. 
he does not play the devil in the sequel. Oh. He was like, um, no, I hated this. I think one issue I have with this movie is all these actors that are in it. Movies takes place in Texas for the most part. Cage is the only one with the Texas accent or Southern accent. Why why is it said in Texas if we're not all doing that accent? Why do we cast anyone that's not doing this? Why is he the only one doing this accent? And I could forgive like some of the like the West Bentley character. Like yeah, he's a little vampire. Maybe he's not from Texas. Him and Mephisto, I'm okay with. But like his like best friend that's uh, Donald Logue. He should have an accent. Right. Ava Mendez definitely should have an accent. She was from there as a kid. I don't get it. Uh, Ava Mendez is in this. She sure is. She hasn't done anything in a long time. She's retired. She is retired. I had a lot of thoughts about her, actually. like Because I hadn't thought about her as an actress in a really long time. Because I haven't seen her in anything. Because, again, she's retired. But, like, I was really thinking about... How I feel like most of her career, she was just cast as, like, the hot love interest who's, like, you know, like, slightly smart and, like, kind of independent, but not too independent. And it's, like, how many, like, how many times have we seen Eva Mendes in this exact role? I like her. There's, I think she could have done a lot more had she been given the opportunity. I think she was really typecasted throughout, like, the entirety of the 2000s movie she's not miscast in great choice another motorcycle-esque movie a place beyond the pines that's right yeah i just recently rewatched that and i was like oh so good yeah yeah so like she can do like other role like she can really act but i just feel like that time period did not really allow her to do much else she was put in a box but you know what she probably made bank doing it yeah good for her those are big titles and she's also really smart for just like oh if you're going to pay me to just stand around and look pretty, I can do that and make money. Yeah. So, whatever. I will say, though, her and Nicolas Cage are such a bizarre pairing. I don't think they make any sense together. They have, like, no chemistry either. And I don't think that's either one of their faults. I just think, like, the two of them don't m- make any sense together. One thing that I found really funny is the way that um, adult version of Eva Mendez's entrance is handled because it's so bad (laughs) like all of a sudden like there's this massive wide frame of her just like walking in like she says something she's like hey just walks in and then we cut to like as Nick Cage is looking at her like oh my god it was like my teenage love like we cut to like five minutes earlier when we were just in our prologue and show a shot of younger Ava Mendez and it's like yeah we know who that is we just saw that beginning like I literally know who she is they look really similar she looks like young Ava Mendez yes you didn't need to show me her again because like I I got it you guys killed it with casting because I know who it is without you telling me and then she just kind of walks up and is like hey how you been he's like and then all of a sudden it's like they act like they are they've been lovers their whole life and it's like we literally saw him like straight up dip on her and ghost her for like 15 years and then they reconnected like two days ago but now all of a sudden they are like soulmates it's weird it's a weird relationship i don't know we could have done a lot more to fix it like i like both of them i don't necessarily think they work i just don't know what's happening there um i will i'm gonna say something positive about the movie 
there is one shot in particular that I think I, I think it's in the trailer. Um, it's the like the big moment of the movie. He's driving a motorcycle up a building or down the building. I think he's going off the building. I just like the way the camera goes up and around him. And it, I think the camera falls as he swings his whip around. Visually, that was wild. It's it's the most exciting like visual uh, action piece, but then everything else just is kind of boring. Yeah, it's a good shot. I think that, unfortunately, time has not been on the side of the visuals in this movie. The ghost face... <laughs> the ghost... Uh, skull with the fire it looks really bad like it was created in like pain you can't blame the movie for that it might have been the best it was in 2007 but now it, it was the best it was in 2007 you know why i know that because um when i watched the spirit of vengeance the sequel it looks better i'm sure what year did spirit of vengeance come out 2011 okay yeah so a few years to allow for technology to you know, come up. They also changed the look of him. So his skull is black, as Ooh. if it's been charred constantly by the fire. Great choice. That way we don't have this stupid bright white skull. It actually looks like normal. Yeah, because that white skull does not look wonderful. It just, it looks kind of hokey. Speaking of unrecognizable faces, did you notice any young actresses in this movie that are now somewhat of leading ladies now i sure fucking did rebel wilson i had to rewind it in uh <laughs> the wife does anyone look familiar no what do you why are you rewinding this well it's bizarre because she's in like full goth girl outfit yeah it's it's hard to recognize her I, I knew going in that she was in this. I had no idea. But she's so young. Like, so young and so gothy. She's gotta be 18. Yeah. Younger. Just starting know, she's, out. She's a baby. But yeah, he saved her. I forgot what she was up to. But yeah. Um. So while we're still on the topic of our cast, I just want to touch on... The character that weirdly has a lot of presence in this movie, even though he's not one of our main leads, and that's Sam Elliott. Um, so I I like Sam Elliott a lot, and I think he makes a lot of sense for this world. So at first, Sam Elliott's entrance is super weird because he like works at a cemetery. He's like keeps he's an the eye caretaker. on the, the caretaker. Thank you. It's very much like. The exact that doesn't vibes. mean it, that didn't justify what that was. Wait, no, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say it's very much like the exact vibes of Pet Cemetery at first. That's like Sam Elliott, like I wouldn't go there now. You know, it's really weird. It's at a cemetery, and out of like no reason, truly, Cage just like trusts him, and right away is like. Yeah, let's bro down. By the way, I'm like, you know, I'm a ghostwriter. It's just weird as hell. And Sam Elliott's just like, yeah, bro, I get it. I'm yeah. also a ghostwriter. Turns out I'm also a ghostwriter. Is there more? Like, I thought the devil just needed one. If he's got so many. Well, I think Sam Elliott's retired. See, that was weird, too, because, like, at the end, when Sam Elliott does his little ghostwriting, he just kind of, like, walks Cage to where the bad guy's gonna be like he just kind of like ushers him over there and is like all right well that's all i get to do nowadays so bye like what i didn't really get that 
I will say I do not remember how this movie ends because I might have mentioned before I rented this from the library right as he was about to defeat our antagonist the DVD scratched and it skipped ahead and I didn't see how it ended. Oh no this is a talking point I just wanted to bring up anyway. Sure. So our villain is defeated because Cage and Eva Mendez just keep shooting. Just keep shooting their pew 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 guns. They have guns? Yeah. He has a chain. Why does he have a gun? Because guns are a lot easier to wrap up a movie. Why is she involved in this? Wasn't she a reporter? Yeah, but she shows up. I don't know. She's like, yeah, I'm going to tag along. This movie didn't know what it was doing. I get to write a movie? Oh, good. They just shoot at him a lot, and then... Ghost Rider finally ends him. He looks him straight into the eyes. And that does some kind of magic that ends him after shooting him a lot. Yikes. I do want to say my favorite part of the ending was Eva Mendez looks at Nicolas Cage and goes, and I don't know the context, I don't remember, but she looks at Nicolas Cage and goes, you got your second chance. That's our show! We're giving this a second chance. Hey! Nice. Fucking sick, bro. Sick, bro. I think there's no better time to let you know Spirit of Vengeance yeah. was almost the same. Okay. It just has slightly better graphics. I'll read the plot. Johnny Blaze, tortured by the Ghost Rider's curse, gets a chance of redemption through protecting the devil's son, whose father is pursuing him. So the devil's trying to chase this boy down and get a hold of him, and Cage is just, you know, Try not to let that happen. Visually, there's better special effects. Uh, There's a few better action sequences, but it's also the early 2010s. So we weren't killing it with special effects. A lot of nothing happens. Idris Elba is kind of in it at the beginning. You think he's going to be a big part, and then he just dips for most of the movie and comes back barely to kind of like give him a good word of advice, and then he dips. I was expecting him to be another Ghost Rider, like, buddy for him to like partner up with uh because i think he was coming hot off the wire and i think at the time i had no idea who idris was so now that i know who idris is i'm more inclined to watch this but no we don't need to so i'm just curious on that note like who from if anyone else besides cage from the first one is in this is eva mendez in two or she is not they i don't believe mention her at all uh, if they do, I don't remember it. It was quick. Cage is the only one that's back from the original. One of our writers for this one is Scott M. Gimple of The Walking Dead. So oh, yeah. So you know you're getting some good gold. I do think that the look of Ghost Rider is better because he does have the charred face. The graphics are a step up, um, but like it was still just as boring as the first one in my eyes. So if you've seen one, you've seen them both. There's better superhero movies to watch. So I'm going to skip ahead and let you know, I wouldn't give it a second chance. With Nick Cage, we have so many better Nick Cage movies. And better Marvel movies, so watch something else. I agree. I think, oh my god, like just in the last couple years, Nick Cage has been making like amazing movies with like you know, small time budgets, like all of that, those are way much worth your time than like this. I personally think that the overall concept of Ghost Rider 
is pretty cool. I like the idea of the devil having a bounty hunter. I also like mixing of like gothic mysticism with cowboy energy. Like that's really cool. So it's like the components are there to make something really unique and fun and exciting, but they in execution, I don't know what happened here. It's just not it. It's one of the most boring superhero movies I've ever seen. And it's like, yeah, the most bland Nicolas Cage movie I may have ever seen. So I say skip it. And let's hope we get a, a new updated ghostwriter, because that'd be sick. I do think the MCU is going to give us a better ghostwriter. I hope so, because, again, it, the, the concept's rad. He's also one of the big characters that we haven't used yet. Him, Silver Surfer, there's, like, Doctor Doom. We got stuff that are there in the pipeline. You know what, guys? If you want a motorcycle movie, go watch Easy Rider. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on YouTube for a visual episode. And while you're there, please rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. It really does help us. I know every creator asks you to do it, but it goes a long way. Let us know if there's a movie that you want us to cover, because like Ghostwriter, we will watch it for you. You can also find us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all the things if you want to keep the conversation going over there. A big thank you to Beatty McBeatface for our super dope theme song. And yeah, we'll be back again soon with another Second Chance movie. Second Chance Movie